to another episode of the Windmill Dynasty Hockey Podcast. Today I'm going to be interviewing the original Burnsy, and we are going to be talking about the Montreal Canadiens, fighting in the QMJHL, and the overall status of hockey. I hope you enjoy the interview. All right, today uh, in the in the studio I have uh, well not in the studio but today I have uh, I'm interviewing Mike Burns or uh, the original Burnsy from Twitter. Uh, welcome. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you having me on. How's it going today? Oh, it's going great. Uh, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the culture of hockey, uh, what's going on in junior hockey, and a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, to get started, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Once again, you having me on. I, I've been involved in the game my entire life. I started playing when I was five. It's been 40 plus years. I love the game. I you know, played on the streets. I played in the tennis courts. I played on the lakes. Um, you know... It's shaped me. It's given me so much, and uh, you know I'm a coach now, um, and you know I believe every kid should have an opportunity to uh, enjoy the game, uh, have an opportunity to experience the game. I truly believe it's the greatest game on earth, um, and if there's anything I can do to help grow it and move it forward in a positive way, I mean that's what I'm all about. So um, I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to chatting about hockey. I am always open to having those kind of conversations with people that generally care about the game. Yeah, so uh, as a coach, uh, one thing you've probably noticed is uh, physicality in junior hockey is starting to, uh, is starting to be removed slowly. Uh, as a coach, how do, you, how do you coach body checking? How do you coach physicality? And uh, how, what's the importance of physicality in junior hockey? Well, first of all, uh, the physical piece, I think, is an integral part of the game. I absolutely do not want to see body checking removed from the game. Um, it's absolutely essential that we um, keep it in there. Um, and yes, I mean, the game itself is becoming less physical. Um, it's not a difficult thing to teach as a coach um, with drills. There's plenty of information out there that can help um, you know, a player transition um, on paper, but until they actually get on the ice and experience it themselves, you know, learn to absorb a hit, learn to provide a hit, and the whole goal is to separate the man from the puck. So, um, and utilizing the body checking piece is so important. It, it's another uh, tool that they have, and to remove it out of the game, it, it would be detrimental, in my opinion. It's not something that is even an option in my mind at the competitive levels. Um, in junior, in the NHL, it, you know, I think the product itself would be reduced to um, something that we wouldn't even recognize. So I don't want to see it happen, and I hope that answers your question. So as a coach, you've you've been coaching now for how long? Um, I've been involved with coaching directly for about 11 years now. So I have two boys that uh, started in the game uh, very early, and that pushed me into that uh, piece. But... Um, but I love it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, 11 years now. And uh, even after the boys stop playing minor hockey, I, I hope to have a, a future in it as well. And I suspect I'll, I'll continue on. Now, uh, in, in, your, in your 11 years of coaching, would you say you've seen physicality uh, diminish or have a, have a diminished role within junior hockey? Is it something that, like, you, you want to see return or is it something that you think is, is never going to come back? With, uh, with you know, current... I, I actually find minor hockey is, has more of the contact and the physicality and the body checking 
than in some of the professional levels. Levels. So to answer your question, um, yes, I've seen a reduction in it at the junior levels. I've seen a reduction in it at the professional levels, and um, and absolutely, you know, it's like once again, it's a very important part of the game itself. So um, I hope we never get to a point where it's just a strictly skill based game because um, that part has been, like I said, ingrained in it for forever and um you know it would be a travesty in my opinion so so with uh, with the qmjhl being the first chl league to remove fighting entirely uh, do you think that this um do, do you think the removal of fighting will spread to other junior leagues or do you think it might stop at the q and how do you think how do you think it's going to change hockey in quebec this year um once again i think it's a mistake you know my opinion is that it's not going to um, prevent less injuries. Um, I think it might even have an opposite effect. So, um, and there's not a lot of fighting in the game today. Like, you know, I mentioned to you before that, you know, the frequency of fights today are very low. So for them to implement it now, um, you know, I don't think it's going to achieve what they're, um, what they're hoping it's going to. So, um, I think greasy play, more stick work, um, uh, worse injuries are going to happen because of the lack of fear of repercussions from the players policing the players. No, and I, I think that's fair. I, I saw a few really dirty plays in Kingston last year with uh, with some fights, and I mean, I, I think the thing a lot of people have to remember with fighting is that it's one of the few times where you get the entire crowd on their feet, and it, it gets the entire arena just just like a blaze and that's that's one of the few things in hockey nowadays that really does excite fans and i think to remove that is it's so short-sighted but it's uh there's definitely a push so for to to be in a rink and to see um something like that break out i very rarely see anybody sitting down in their seats so there's a lot of keyboard warriors online that say otherwise um, but I encourage you to, you know, go to an NHL game and experience it yourself. And, uh, um, once again, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it comes across, you know, to certain people as brutality. Um, but if you break the game down, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, uh, you know, something like that is another piece at the professional levels. Um, that shouldn't be eliminated exactly. And if you break down the whole Q rule, um, it, it's you know it's they're not removing fighting from the game. What they're doing is they're going to penalize everybody with a one game suspension who fights first. So naturally, those guys that maybe only fight once a year, they're going to pick and choose their battles, you know, throughout the season. And I just don't think that you know you know the supplemental discipline is obviously if you know for someone that fights more than once, it gets more severe. But uh, once again, I, you know, just my opinion, I just think it's a mistake. Um, I'd be interested to see the stats at the end of the season on, uh, on the injuries, on the concussion piece. Um, and the, the data is available to us. So, um, you know, if we're going to implement these kind of rules, then there should be a review. Uh, there should be, you know, a gut, the governing body should be able to look at that and say, you know, did taking fighting out of the queue um, – have a positive effect on the player's health. Um, and like I said, the data is there. The information is going to be there. The, the penalties will be, will be all uh, available. So, you know, I'm all for change in the game if it makes things better. 
Um, but I'm not uh, a fan of just making changes for the sake of making them. So I'll be interested to see how the queue develops um, with that piece and watching it very carefully this year um, and seeing you know, what kind of effect it actually has on the game itself and the health of the players. Yeah, so uh, moving on towards the NHL now, uh, you, are, you yourself are a big Montreal Canadiens fan. Yes. How do you feel going into this season? Do you think it's going to be any better than next year? Uh, what, are your, what are your expectations for the, for the year? I've been a Habs fan my whole life, and it started with my father. He used to work in Montreal, and at an early age, he used to bring things back from the old forum, um, you know, programs. He used to go to the expo games. So I was indoctrinated at an early age um, with, with the Habs. So uh, I enjoyed a lot of success with them in the 80s and early 90s the heartbreak of losing Patrick Waugh and the downhill spiral of the organization ever since. So I'm one of their biggest skeptics, but also one of their biggest fans. And uh, I do like what I see right now in the prospect pool for the Habs. I do like uh, some, of the, um, some of the pieces that they have. Um, but with that said, they're going to struggle again this year. It's no fault of their own. I mean, it's, they have what they have. You know, after watching playoffs last year, I don't know how anyone can watch it and not, you know, kind of see what it takes to be successful and to take a team to the cup and win. Um, Montreal locks uh, a lot of experience in the back end, whether in goaltending and also on D and, and, and really, you know, it starts there. So I think we'll struggle to make the playoffs this year. If they did make the playoffs, it would be a massive accomplishment. Um, but you know, I'm excited. They have a true goal scorer there now in Cole Caulfield you know, I was a little bit skeptical of him at first. I'm still a little wary of, you know, the for, for injuries for the smaller players like him. But as far as a natural goal scorer, amazing. First one I've seen since the 80s, um, since a guy named Stefan Richer. And, uh, you know, I like Nick Suzuki. I like some other picks in recent drafts. They have some good young talent on the blue line that I know is going to continue to develop. And the future is bright for the Habs. When, it'll, when it, is it going to actually happen? I don't know, but it's certainly not going to happen this year or probably in the very near future. So expectations have been lowered. They haven't won the Cup since 1993, which is hard to believe. Um, but I think Ken Hughes has, and Martin St. Louis, uh, have the best interest in mind of the players, and I think they're going to develop them properly this time. And I think, uh, you know, you know, Habs... You know, it could be three or four or five years before we start to see the real potential out of that group. We've talked a lot about uh, physicality and, and fighting today. Uh, the Habs have two players that come to mind when you think of fighting and physicality. The first one I would I would think would be uh, Arbor Jackai, and the second would be Yuri Slavkovsky. Um, both players overwhelmingly physical, overwhelmingly tough. Do you expect growth from either of them? Uh, do you think maybe they might spend some time in Laval this year? Uh, just First of all, I, I, I love Wi-Fi. I love what he brings to the table. Um, he's a young guy. Uh, he brings that element that we talked about earlier in minor hockey and in the queue that is slowly, you know, one could say being eliminated from the game. But he's there. I think he's a great fit for the organization. Um, as far as Slavkovsky, same thing. You know, big body. Um, it's... If, if he can kind of develop uh, a bit of a mean streak, 
And I mean, he's a young guy and he's got all the tools to be successful. And those two guys, I personally believe will be, um, if Montreal can hold on to the two of them, I think they could be crucial pieces for any long-term success in the organization. And I'm excited for two, for both of them. And I'm happy to have them on the abs. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to see someone that can protect the, the Cole Caulfields and the, the Nick Suzuki's. Although I think Suzuki can protect himself pretty well. He's not, he's definitely not too, too small. He's, he's got he's some... developing too, and he's developing into a true number one centerman. And uh, like I said, he's another one of those guys that you know I'm excited about. There's there's quite a few of them, and uh, you know I watch them religiously. You know I may complain about regular season hockey as it's not really that exciting anymore to me, but um, I'm still checking them out, and I and I like what I see for all those guys. So uh, the future is bright. I like the coaching. Um, methods that are there. I like what I've seen so far with Ken Hughes, so the future is uh, looking good in Montreal. Alright, so uh, we've covered everything from junior hockey to the NHL. Um, I want to ask you one question that kind of encapsulates the entire hockey, uh, the, ho- the hockey culture. What's one, th- what's one part of hockey that, that gives you hope for the future? Um, what's, what's something that really, you know, when you watch hockey, you say, like, the game has never been stronger. What makes you think, you know, you know what makes you what makes you excited to be you know a hockey fan for the rest of your life? The kids, okay, the kids. You know, seeing the pure joy on their faces. You know, after having a normal season last year. Okay, our kids have been through a lot. Our hockey players have been through a lot. Society in general has been through a lot, um, and it's taken its toll on all aspects of our life, including team sports and hockey. Um, but the team I coached last year. Um, you know, they weren't exactly, you know, we weren't at the competitive level, but, you know, 15-year-old kids and I'm coaching first-year players who never played the game before um, at that level. A first-year goaltender and a first-year forward that never played organized hockey before. And um, they were amazing to deal with. Uh, so to answer your question, you know, when I see that smile on a five-year-old's face, or a 15-year-old's face, you know, that genuine um, smile of joy and happy to be a part of something bigger than themselves uh, keeps me going, okay? And I spend a lot of time in the minor, in minor hockey at the, at the local rinks, and uh, it doesn't matter if it's a player on my own team or a player from another team. Um, it just gives me the strength to keep pushing forward um, because, you know, like I said, that is – all I need to see to keep me going, which will continue to keep me going for the rest of my life, I suspect. So the kids, absolutely. And there's hope. There's abs- always hope. That's great to hear. Um, so before we go today, I, I want to let you uh, maybe tell the listeners a little bit, a little bit about what you, uh, what you do online, who you are, and uh, any projects you might have upcoming in the future. Yeah, I have some uh, exciting new things that I'm going to share with everybody soon um, online. Um, and I just want to thank everybody that's, that's followed me over the years. You know, I, I have the best interest in mind of the game. I think every kid should share it. I think hockey has taken a beating, um, over the last decade in regards to a lot of different things and everybody that I've experienced in the game in my life, from my experiences, um, have been majority have been absolutely positive. The, The best people, um, in the world, you know, are hockey people. So, you know, I just want to continue to be a voice of reason. Um, 
you know, not opposed to making changes in the game if it improves it for all levels, especially more so for the kids developing. Um, and, you know, everything I, I kind of gear around is geared around hockey. And we dabble in other things, but politics has creeped into the game. So, you know, sometimes the subjects go sideways. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the game to me. And I, I believe it's still the greatest game on earth. So new stuff coming out. Please follow me at Burnsy Original on Twitter and X. Um, you know, uh, feel free to comment uh, below our podcast. Kevin's been great. He genuinely cares about the game. And uh, I think this is going to be the beginning of some other, other other episodes and we'll touch base on a lot more hot topics. So I really appreciate your time, Kevin. No, I, I really appreciate having you on and uh, I look forward to having you on again sometime in the in the future. Wonderful, my friend. Have a great day. You as well. Thanks again.